Tax is complex. Solutions shouldn't be. Supporting your business with integrated tax solutions to drive sustainable growth. At PwC, it all adds up to the new equation. Visit pwc.ie forward slash tax. Yesterday afternoon, all eyes were on Ministers Pascal Donoghue and Michael McGrath as they delivered the highly anticipated budget for 2023. Focused on helping individuals, families and businesses deal with rising prices. Donoghue and McGrath announced €11 billion in extra spending, a lot of it aimed at helping people cope with soaring energy bills and rising costs. I recognise that these are significant figures. However, I also appreciate that the needs are also significant. But will the measures announced be enough? Enough to help people like Gail, a lone parent from Dublin who is currently looking for work after finishing her master's. Everyone is being told shop around. Low-income groups and lone parents have always done that because we've had to. There is no more give. Another person looking for support yesterday was Evelyn, a retired Cork woman who relies on the state pension and lives alone following the death of her husband two years ago. I'm a wheelchair user because I'm a polio survivor. I'm just crazy with the cost of living at the moment with the electricity bills I'm getting, electricity and gas since April of this year, 335 per month. I've shivers even talking to you now about it. This year, maybe more so than ever, the budget has been closely watched by people from all walks of life. So as the details unfolded yesterday, we asked our busy Irish Times colleagues to send us some voice notes about Budget 2023. How will it impact our lives in areas like housing, social welfare, energy bills, taxation and parenting costs? I'm Sarah Chapalak and this is In the News from the Irish Times. Today, the cost of living budget. What does it mean for you? First up, here's a voice note from Consumer Affairs correspondent and my In the News co-host, Connor Pope. He's going to tell us if this budget is really going to make life more affordable. And what about those energy bills? In some respects, this could be viewed as the most consumer-friendly budget in modern times because an Irish household made up of two working adults and two children of school-going age will benefit by more than €2,000 once all the tax measures and other benefits that have been announced by the Minister for Finance, Pascal Donoghue, and the Minister for Public Expenditure, Michael McGrath, are rolled out. The benefits for people who have children in third-level education will be even more substantial than that. But of course... Everything has to be taken in context and the context is key here because while Pascal Donoghue said this was a cost of living budget, it does come shrouded in gloom and there is a much darker context than the top line figures might suggest because we know that spiralling inflation and the deepening cost of living crisis has meant that even those families who are getting the biggest budget bounce, even those families who will arguably be better off by more than €2,000, will still be significantly worse off over the next 12 months when compared with 2020, for instance. And of course, how much they're worse off depends on many different factors. It depends on the size of their household. It depends on how often they use their cars and how much money they're spending on energy and on food. But the bottom line is that many people are going to be worse off as a result of the spiralling cost of living crisis by over €5,000 over the next 12 months. So while they might be getting €2,000 back from the government in the budget, they're still going to be worse off by 
€5,000, which means the net deficit will come in at €3,000 or even more than that. And remember, that's a figure that comes after tax. So a lot of households will have to earn twice that just to stay still from a financial perspective. If I was to sum up the budget in a single sentence, it would probably be a lot done, a lot more is needed. Every household is impacted by rising energy prices. And in addition to targeted measures, we believe it is important that we provide a level of support to all households. This was dubbed a cost of living budget by the Minister for Finance, Pascal Donoghue. And of course, when it comes to cost of living increases, probably the thing that has had the biggest and most profound impact on most Irish households has been energy prices. And that's why the cost of gas and electricity became a key focus for budget 2023. And probably the single biggest measure that the Minister for Finance and the Minister for Public Expenditure, Michael McGrath, announced as part of the budget package was a €600 credit that would be applied to all domestic energy bills between now and next year. Now, that energy credit will be applied in three different slices. So there will be a €200 credit applied before Christmas and then two further €200 credits applied after Christmas. It's worth looking at that in context because a €600 credit seems like a lot of money. And indeed, in many respects, it is a lot of money. But when you think that the cost of the typical Irish energy bill over the next 12 months will be more than €2,000 more than it was in 2020, the €600 kind of pales in comparison to that. So it's a big number, but it only goes a very small way to covering the full cost of the bills that we're going to have to pay. Um, There was other things that were on the table that the government could have done. Instead of giving us energy credits, they could have applied a price cap onto all the utilities and they could have said, "Okay, you can charge up to X, but you can't charge anything more than X. And if you do charge more than X, then we'll pay the difference. The government didn't do that. The UK government did. And I think one of the reasons why it wasn't an approach that was adopted by the Irish government was they were afraid they would be subsequently accused of giving the utility companies a blank cheque and the utility companies could charge whatever they wanted in the weeks, months or even years ahead and the government would end up picking up the tab. Next up is social affairs correspondent Kitty Holland. We asked her about the social welfare measures that affect almost everyone, but especially the most vulnerable in society. The kind of people who are going to be affected by the social protection package are everyone and anyone, you could say, in short. Over 1.3 million people get some kind of social welfare payment weekly. And if you were to count in child benefit they would be up to about 2 million people. So we are looking at eye-watering sums, I suppose, from an economist point of view in terms of how much money is going out to all these recipients. But will it be enough is the question. I mean, some of the key centrepiece increases will be the €12 increase in weekly payments to everyone from the unemployed to carers allowance to people on disability payments to people on blind pensions to carers to widows to old age pensioners. These are payments that are going into, you could say, at least every street, if not most houses on most streets um, across the country. The big payments, I suppose, that people will be looking at will be um, and relying on will be the increases in the fuel allowance, the once off lump sum of €400 to people in receipt of the fuel allowance. They'll be getting that sometime before Christmas. Families in receipt of the working family payment will get a €500 lump sum in November. 
um, the qualified child payment, which is that payment that is made in respect of children of welfare recipients, that's going up by two euro a week to 42 euro a week for children under 12 and 50 euro a week for those aged 12 and older. Pensioners, carers, people on disability payments and job seekers will get a once off double payment in October. Living alone allowance recipients will get a once off 200 euro sometime before Christmas. There'll be a once off payment of 500 euro to people on disability allowance, invalidity pension and the blind pension in November. And that's in recognition, some would say, finally, of the additional costs, huge additional costs that people with disabilities um, face in terms of diet, heating, adjustments to their homes and that kind of thing. University fees are to be reduced um, by a thousand euro for eligible students for the current academic year, and those in receipt of the Susie Grant will get a once off double payment. And the Christmas bonus, the double social welfare payment, will be paid again this year at 100%. So these are huge uh, sums, I suppose, going um, out to people. Will they be enough? That's the $100 million question, I suppose. And that's what the government is hoping that it will assuage and silence, I suppose, to some extent, the naysayers. I suppose we'll note from the reaction of people like the St Vincent de Paul, Social Justice Ireland, Age Action Ireland, whether these sums are enough and whether the people feel they are going to be enough to help people. I suppose the government will be hoping that these numbers are quite um unusually high. Um, They're certainly bigger than ever I've ever seen in terms of increases in my 20 years plus in journalism. So I suppose they'll be hoping that these figures are high enough and surprisingly high enough um, to silence the critics. I think it's going to be fingers crossed. I think that's the government's approach is going to be um, hoping for the best with this. And if I was to sum this up in one sentence, it would be that, that this is a hoping for the best budget um, and we'll wait and see. Childcare is a basic necessity for tens of thousands of families throughout Ireland. The cost of childcare for many of those families is simply too expensive. Ireland's childcare costs are often described as a second mortgage for working parents. And calls have been growing louder in recent years for substantial help with the fees. Irish Times political reporter Jack Horgan Jones says yesterday's budget announcement will see a significant reduction in costs for parents. So reducing the cost of childcare was one of the political priorities for the government and for Minister for Children, Roderick O'Gorman, I suppose, not only for this budget, but for the year. And in many ways, we're looking at the culmination of a strategy that started with budget 2022. So last year, it was signalled that there wouldn't be fee reductions for parents accessing childcare services, but instead a fee freeze would be introduced while a 200 million euro plus new funding stream was introduced alongside the fee freeze, which would be directed at childcare settings. So the idea was this new money would go hand in hand with the fee freeze and would replace COVID funds and pay for improved conditions for staff. The hook was that you had to sign up to freeze fees to get this money. The idea underpinning that was that when they came back in this budget with money for extra subsidies, childcare operators would in effect be trapped by the frozen fees that increase subsidies through another funding stream, the National Childcare Scheme, would then drive down the cost to parents. 
This whole strategy is basically because of a long-standing fear that increased subsidies are just gobbled up by increased fees. So in short, the government, over the course of two budgets, sweetened the pot for childcare providers with hundreds of millions in funding in exchange for a system that limits their capacity to put up fees. We are now going to see if that works. A lot of money, an awful lot of money is being given to the Department of Children to fund this. Uh, in fact, the increase in their gross current expenditure of 19.7% or around 400 million euros, just short of 400 million euros, is the largest increase in any, uh, in any government department in budget 2023. Using this, the hourly subsidy that's paid to, uh, to childcare providers under the National Childcare, Childcare Scheme has almost trebled from 50 cent an hour to 1 euro 40 per hour. The claim, or the aim at least, is that this will bring down fees by about 25%, uh, or an average of 1,200 euros per child per year, rising to a maximum of 2,100 per child per year, or about 170 euros odd per month. So obviously not insubstantial uh, gains for parents if this policy actually proves to be effective. We won't know if it works until bills land in uh, January or February of 2023, because that's when the policy is supposed to take effect. They seem confident about it. Uh, as, as the parent of two young children myself, I hope that I hope that they're right. But the real risk, I suppose, for government here is that some undiagnosed problem emerges or some unexpected outcome accrues, which results in the perception of them having overpromised and underdelivered. Though the housing crisis continues to dominate the lives of many people, it has been eclipsed in this year's budget by the energy crisis. Jennifer Bray is political correspondent with the Irish Times, and she says people struggling with high rents and attempts to get on the property market will most likely be disappointed with the measures announced yesterday. In terms of housing, there are a number of measures announced by the government today as part of Budget 2023. The first of those measures is an extension to the Help to Buy scheme. This was introduced in 2017. It's a relief scheme for buyers of new homes. So far, it's helped around 15,000 people get onto the housing ladder. And the Minister for Finance, Pascal Donoghue, has now pushed this scheme out, has extended it until 2025, which incidentally is due to be the date of the next general election. The second headline measure announced by the government is a new 500 euro tax credit relief for renters. This will be backdated to this year, 2022, but will be paid from next year, 2023. uh, Another measure announced by the government is a 10% penal tax on concrete blocks and concrete products. So basically this is being levied to pay for the MICA redress scheme. This is the defective blocks, the crumbling blocks in Donegal, and Mayo and other counties. Now, of course, this is this is what the government say will raise 80 million euro per annum. However, we know that the actual true cost of repairing those homes to the state could be anywhere above 3 billion, depending on inflation. There were also tax deductions announced for landlords. This doubles the amount of pre-letting expenses allowable to 10,000 euros. This was an effort to stem the rapid flow of landlords out of the market, um, in a sense, although there were other measures the government could have introduced, but they decided not to. There's a new vacant homes tax. So this will be levied on homes occupied for less than 30 days. In a year, the actual rate itself, the levy, will be three times the rate of the building's residential property tax rate. The interesting part of this is that it will be self-assessment. 
And there will be special exemptions, I suppose, made for people whose properties are empty, perhaps for a reason that they would consider genuine. There is also 370 million euro earmarked for domestic home energy refits. In the Dáil, the Minister for Public Expenditure, Michael McGrath, announced the funding for 37,000 energy upgrades uh, and also a low-cost loan scheme, but we've been hearing about that for a while. There was money announced for the homeless, an extra 21 million for services for the homeless. There was also a 99 million increase in funding for housing schemes, uh, 215 million for affordable home schemes, and then other schemes in relation to apprenticeship places. Um, So the absences obviously will be, as I mentioned, there were no major incentives for landlords and beyond the 500 euro credit, nothing more for renters. The reaction to the budget, uh, the the government's housing plans and and in relation to the budget uh, has been to to say that the SOC Dems said that they believed the budget failed to tackle the housing crisis. They said the vacant homes tax is far too weak to be effective and that the renters tax credit will be gobbled up by rent increases effectively. They said investment funds would also continue to get away with paying very little tax, something which was repeated by Sinn Féin in the Dáil when they said that champagne corks will be popping because there's very little in there in relation to those institutional investors, which we've heard so much about over the last couple of years. Sinn Féin described the government's plan for a 500 euro rent credit as being a pale imitation of their promises, which is to put a month's rent back in renters' pockets and also to introduce this alongside a ban on rent increases uh, for the duration of the housing emergency so overall, the opposition not impressed with the government's housing plans. And if you cast your mind back in the last budget, this was actually one of the areas in which they faced the strongest level of criticism because last year they did no significant direct interventions for renters. And obviously there's been much focus on their failure to meet targets, whether that be a self-inflicted wound or because of COVID-19. If I was to describe the budget in one sentence, it would be a colossal 11 billion budget that for now tries to cushion the blow of soaring bills and the rising cost of living, but one which could soon be akin to eating bread soon forgotten. This week's budget has introduced a change at the point at which people will start paying the higher rate of income tax. It means more take-home pay for some middle-income earners. Irish Times economics correspondent Owen Burke Kennedy outlines the choices made by the government. For several weeks over the summer, there's been speculation that the government might introduce a new 30% income tax rate to help ease the burden on middle-income earners. However, it seems the government has opted for the traditional method of widening the bands. By international standards, workers here pay the higher 40% rate at relatively low levels of income currently on anything above 36,800 for a single person. And in a recent interview, Minister for Finance, Pascal Dunne, who acknowledged that this was a key point of difference between Ireland and other countries. So what's been changed in Budget 2023? The government has lifted this point of entry to the high rate by €3,200, meaning the top 40% tax rate will now only apply to income above 40000 Changes could be worth up to 800 a year for a single person and 1600 a year for a two-income couple. Let's not forget, Budget 2023's chief aim is to ease the financial strain on households and a move on income tax was widely expected. Outside of inflation, Varadkar's signature political pledge has been to reduce the burden specifically on middle-income groups. 
He says the government has been chipping away at this tax burden in recent budgets, but acknowledges more needs to be done. So today's move is not insignificant, but it won't feel like much when you consider the squeeze on real incomes from inflation and the surge in household energy bills. You might ask three basic questions of this budget. Does it keep the public finances on a sustainable path? Is it a wise use of public resources? And in the current circumstances, will it add to inflation? Ministers Pascal Donoghue and Michael McGrath have announced a core budgetary package of about seven billion, which is marginally up on the six point seven billion announced or flagged in the summer economic statement. While this breaches the government's five percent spending rule, the government has promised to revert to this rule in future years. It's also not a big breach, and it's perhaps allowable in the context of higher prices. It also keeps spending more or less in line with the long-run growth potential of the Irish economy, which is usually put at around 3% plus inflation. Now, this is crucial because if you spend more than you're gaining in additional taxes, you're going to start running bigger and bigger deficits, which means additional borrowing. So on the first count of whether it keeps the public finances on a sustainable path, the answer is yes. But the focus has been on the government's temporary cost of living package. It contains a raft of measures to help offset the inflationary squeeze, everything from energy credits to double welfare payments. This is where the questions of whether it's a wise use of public resources or whether it is going to be inflationary becomes more problematic. Broad measures like energy credits are costly. And while they help poorer households, they will also go to well-off households that perhaps don't need them. The government will say that there are many middle-income families which earn too much to qualify for supports, but which are still heavily affected by rising prices. And designing a system to weed these out would be too onerous. Either way, a lot of public money will go to households that really don't need it. And then there's the question of whether it will be inflationary. As any economist will tell you, placing more money in people's pockets when the economy is running at close to full capacity isn't a good idea, as it creates additional demand when supply is limited, which results in an upward pressure on price. But much of the current inflationary surge is coming from energy prices. So measures like energy credits will flow out of the country without adding pressure to domestic prices. However, because these measures are not targeted, they will facilitate additional spending by some income groups. So think of a household or a family that can afford to pay the increased energy bills, but were perhaps cutting back in the absence of any support. With an energy credit, they now might be encouraged to spend on other items, adding to inflation in the process. Now, in fairness, the government's under a lot of political pressure to help struggling households. And it will say is that it is endeavouring to limit the inflationary impact of the budget. But budget 2023 will add to inflation. By how much, we just can't say for sure at the moment. That's it for today. My thanks to Gail, Evelyn and all our Irish Times correspondents and reporters for their contributions. This episode was produced by Suzanne Brennan, Declan Conlon and Aideen Finnegan. In the news, we'll be back on Friday.